Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope that you had a fantastic week. So far, mine's going well. I'm recording this on a Tuesday morning, so the rest of it remains to be seen. But so far, so good. I have been doing a lot of review and reflection lately, partially because it's halfway through the year, partially because I just did a whole bunch of content around mid-year reviews last week. And I've been thinking not only about that whole process of reviewing without shame, but also around energy. I shared last week that I have been delving back into some yoga science and yoga philosophy, which is spiritual, yes, but is also very scientific. And learning more about energy management and how that applies to the ADHD individual whose brain can switch on and off quite easily. The way I'm starting to understand how our brains work a little bit differently is that with neurotypicals, because they have more access to their prefrontal cortex, which is that, you know, executive function area where we plan and we think through and we can coordinate if I do this, this, and this, then this will come as an outcome. Whereas with ADHDers, our brain works very differently. So the best way I can describe it, if I could illustrate it, is imagine like a light switch on the very top of your head, on the crown of your head. And when the switch is pointing towards the front of your head, then your prefrontal cortex is lit up. And when the switch is turned back, then you're in your limbic area of your brain. And that is quite literally uh, how I see the ADHD brain in existence, right? So when the switch is on for the prefrontal cortex, then we can not only match the same level of output and concentration and effectiveness as your neurotypical person, but we can usually exceed it because we have so much energy and focus, hyper-focus when that switch is on. But the minute that switch goes off, it's like the parental side of your brain shuts down and you're in the back area of your brain, that limbic area, and it's like a drunk toddler with a knife running around in circles in that back area. And that's when we are emotionally dysregulated or we're in our feelings <laughs> or we're not thinking rationally. And that is a part of our brains that really hang us up. And I think about that in the context of energy management and really harnessing our energy in order to make sure that that light switch is turned towards the prefrontal cortex when we need it to. So the whole idea of energy being like that focused energy, prefrontal cortex, but the management piece being being able to turn it off and on when we need to. And I'll give an example of how this shows up both for me and for my clients as well. I definitely don't want to separate myself from this example. We can have great ideas, right? Like fantastic ideas. We can have a plethora of ideas. We are never short on ideas and we can get really excited about them and we want to see something come to fruition, right? Like when we actually touch down to an idea that lights us up, there's energy there. So, okay, something's lighting me up. I should follow this. But what's lighting you up is an idea that is way in the future. It's an outcome. So you have an idea for a business. And when you picture this business being a success, or you're catching your business class flight to Hong Kong to do deliver a speech and empower this 
big audience and your vibes are just popping off because that is so where you want to be. That's the ADHD brain because what's not happening there are all of the steps that need to happen in order for that to happen. Now, magic sometimes happens, and I always believe in creating space in your life for magic to happen. So yes, sometimes we can catapult ourselves right to that outcome. But very rarely is that the case. What we have to do instead is take all of those minute steps that need to happen in order for us to get to that outcome. And we're not great at the minute steps <laughs> at all. We're not great at figuring out what they are, when they need to be done, and actually executing on them. Or sometimes we're good at planning them, but we're not good at executing them. Or sometimes we're good at execution and fits and starts, but we're not really planning anything. So we're just throwing a bunch of self-directed energy in a direction that we hope is going to land and bring us to that outcome. And when it doesn't bring us to that outcome, then we get upset and we start making that mean something about ourselves, how we're never actually going to achieve anything and we are not reaching our potential. That's where all those stories come from, right? Because we see outcomes that we want to have. But that big gap between idea and execution is so vast. And very often it's hard for us to build out the steps so that we can get there. And sometimes when I see this in my clients, when my clients come to me with this really exciting idea, and it's like, I just want to do this so badly. Their idea is so out in the future. And where they're starting from is very often a place of emotional desperation. Maybe something's happening in their life where they're feeling a lack of control. Maybe there's something happening in their relationship or a financial situation that is just overwhelming them. And those sort of overwhelming emotions switch us into that limbic area. And when you're in that limbic area, your drunk toddler is telling you, hey, listen, if we can somehow magically get to that outcome, then we're going to resolve all of these problems that we're dealing with right now. And what happens is we end up making impulsive decisions because we want that outcome so badly, because we want to get out of the pain of where we are in the moment. And this has happened to me, and this has happened to my clients. It's painful to be in that situation where you know things have to change and you know where you want to go, but the messy middle is just too overwhelming to think about. And then we get into freeze mode, right? Who else can relate to me on that level? <laughs> I've been there. Raise your hand if you've been there too. Anyway, I've been thinking about that struggle a lot lately. and how I can use the tools that I'm learning right now to help this community better manage that light switch on the top of their brain and the energy that goes with it so that we can direct ourselves in a way that doesn't have to be perfectly linear, but is directionally correct and moving us towards those outcomes and visions that we have for ourselves. So all that to say that that is what's been burning on my mind this week, and it somewhat relates to the topic that I'm sharing today. It applies to all areas of life where we know we want to do something, but we can't get ourselves to do it. And, and again, it comes back to that first idea I presented to you of knowing that there's an outcome out there that you really want, but you're at the starting line. And the gap between where you are and where you want to go is so vast that is completely overwhelming and it makes us either freeze or we react impulsively based on the impulses of that inner drunk toddler with the knife who's just thrashing around, trying desperately to do something to get started. So whether you are looking for motivation to work out or to do something else in your life, I hope that 
the way I break this down is in some way helpful. And I will also underscore that moving your body is a great way to access that prefrontal cortex. So on that note, I will not belabor this any further. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I will see you right here in your earballs next Friday. Ciao for now. When I was 21, I was a hot mess. I was very overweight. I overconsumed crappy food. I drank too much. I smoked too much. I never moved my body. And my prospects in life were not good. I had dropped out of high school. I was a bartender at this dive bar and I was hanging out with a bunch of sketchy people. That was my life and I didn't think it was ever going to change. But something happened in my early 20s and I finally got fed up with myself. And for some reason, I decided the change I needed to make was to lose weight. Because I thought that if I could lose weight, then I'll start dating better quality people and maybe my life will magically get better from there. This was my 20-something rationalization. So at that point, I decided that I was going to lose weight and I was going to do it by cleaning up my diet and exercising. I did it pretty slowly because I ate the majority of my meals at the bar that I worked at. I started ordering salads instead of french fries and burgers without the bun. And slowly but surely, I started cleaning up my diet. That was all well and good, but it was actually the exercise piece that completely transformed my life. And that's what I wanna share and impart with you in today's video, because if you have ADHD, whether it's diagnosed or not, if you want to get control over the symptoms and get control over your life, I can almost guarantee 100% that if you start exercising or just moving your body every day, you will change your life because you will change your brain. And I will get into all of that in a second, but I just wanted to impart a very personal story that when I started exercising, everything changed for me. I built structure in my routine. I went back to school. I stopped hanging out with shady characters and I started to see progress in my life. And the more progress I saw, the more hope I had and the more I worked out, the better access I had to my executive functions. And it changed my life. I'm telling you, I would not be the person I am today if I didn't decide to change my life. My early 20s were completely vain reasons, which is totally a-okay. It doesn't matter what the reason is. It doesn't matter what the motivation is. It matters that you do it. And I get so many folks reaching out to me saying, how do I find the motivation to work out? And I gotta tell you, you will not find the motivation to work out. You have to force yourself a little bit until you start to make momentum. From momentum, you will start to see progress and from progress, you will build in your own motivation. So on that note, if you were one of the people that asked me for some motivation to start working out because you know how important it is, but you just can't seem to get yourself started, then this one's for you. Let's get into it. I too do not enjoy working out. However, I do love having worked out because there's a lot of benefits to it. The number one treatment next to medication and therapy for improving the symptoms of ADHD is exercise. At least like 20 to 30 minutes a day of sweaty exercise where you get some blood flow and oxygen to the brain. It lights up that prefrontal cortex where all our executive functions are. And usually for the next two to three hours following a good solid workout, you can enjoy a host of benefits, including improved focus and follow through. So I cannot stress enough how important it is for us to move our bodies every day. It is for everybody, but especially for ADHDers. If you struggle with any sort of cognitive dysfunction, studies are now showing that a lifetime of activity 
can delay the onset of Alzheimer's. I think walking is a beautiful form of exercise. You don't need equipment. You don't need to go anywhere fancy. You just go out your front door and Bob's your uncle. Bonus points if you can do it first thing in the morning where you expose your eyes to natural sunlight, which will help to regulate your melatonin production and improve the quality of your sleep. So if your sleep sucks and it's not just because you can't get yourself to bed, move more. And trust me, if you get into a habit of walking at least three times a week, just for let's say 20 minutes at a go, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more clarity, more focus and follow through. And you might even lose some weight. If you have ADHD, just treat this as part of your treatment plan and part of your mental health regimen. Because if you go after it with the expectation that you're going to lose weight and it doesn't happen right away, you're going to get discouraged and stop. And you're also going to resent this time on your calendar more. So if you can adopt some sort of a regular movement, whether it's hiking with a friend or taking your dog out for a walk or doing something a little bit more vigorous, then you're going to see results. Like I said, you're gonna have better focus and follow through. You're gonna be in a better mood and you're going to improve your ability to self-regulate. I've talked about this in the past and I will link to some videos above. Self-regulation is a critical skill for ADHDers. It's something that we are not inherently good at because it is an executive function. If you are feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, if you're feeling like your head's just going to pop off because you're so angry, go out for a 10 to 15 minute walk and I guarantee you will come back with a little bit more perspective. So do not sleep on walking because it is a power tool for ADHDers and anyone who wants to live a happy life. What is a form of movement that you enjoy and just start there three times a week, 20 minutes a day, do it for your mental health, do it for your physical health, but do not do it to lose weight and see where it can go from there. The other thing that I would recommend doing is making it fun and enjoyable. So for example, save that time to listen to your favorite podcast. And I am sure that your favorite podcast is it's the ADHD friendly show. And if it's not like, I mean, what are you doing with your life? But whatever your favorite show is, limit it to only listening to it when you go out for your walks and you will start to look forward to your walks because you're looking forward to your favorite podcast. You got to position it in a way that sounds appealing. So instead of calling it a workout, call it your daily movement, call it your daily personal time. Call it your daily time with the ADHD friendly show, whatever floats your boat. But it starts with reframing what you consider to be a workout. So make it fun, make it interesting, put it into your schedule, create structure in your day so that it gets done by putting your walking shoes by the front door or adopting a dog or pay a friend to go walking with you. Whatever you need to create structure and accountability to improve the chances of you remembering it is what you need to do to get this habit started. And once it becomes a habit, you will stop thinking about it. You will stop negotiating whether or not you want to do it. You'll just do it. And then the next thing you know, you might actually start working out too. That's what happened with me. And the next thing you know, I was running. And the next thing you know, I was enjoying it. And I was looking better. And I was feeling better. And my brain was behaving better. And all of a sudden, I went back to school. And I graduated high school. And then I went to college. And then I went to university. And then I got married. And then I got a real career. And I am the person I am today because I started walking. So hopefully that's a little inspiration for you to get motivated and get yourself outside. So that's what I got for you today. A little mishmash of insights. I hope there were some takeaways there for you. And if you enjoy these little snackable pieces of insights, then feel free to drop a question below or jump on my email list so that I can address your question the next time I do one of these. So on that note, guys, thanks for listening. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.